Previously on Survived by One, Tom Odell's mental status at the time of the murders was the focus of the pre-trial hearings. Survived by One, The Life and Mind of a Family Mass Murderer by Robert E. Hanlon with Thomas V. Odell. Episode 14. The Trial. Tom, shackled and wearing a standard county-issued orange jumpsuit, sat at a front table with his attorneys, public defenders James Henson and Charles Stowe. Prosecutors Kathleen Alling and Robert Crago, representing the state of Illinois, sat at a nearby table. The wooden chairs in the gallery behind Tom were filled. The rest of the standing room only crowd huddled at the back of the room. Reporters scribbled in notebooks and strained to get a view of the defendant and the string of witnesses. They wouldn't see much reaction from Tom Odell. He sat still in his chair, face blank, as though he still had not quite figured out why he was in the courtroom. The judge would read his blank stare as emotionless and without remorse. The trial was moved to another county because of all the publicity I was getting in my own county. During the stay at the new county jail, my cell was a single cell with no TV, and it was right behind a bar. I didn't know what to think about the whole situation, except that I was closer to going home, according to my attorney. He was still telling me that I was going to walk and that I would go home after the trial. So naturally, I was looking forward to the trial and going home. He would come and see me every morning. During the time that my life was on trial, I did some stupid things. I laughed while people were testifying. I listened to so-called friends make stuff up against me just to get attention in what had become the three-ring circus of my life. But I also saw people I barely knew step up and say good things about me and stand by me for a long period of time. And I met some new people along the way. Some had my best interests at heart, and others were just weirdos who wanted information on how to join my fan club. On Monday, May 12, 1986, the murder trial of Tom Odell began in the Richland County Courthouse in the little town of Olney, Illinois. A jury of six men and six women was elected from the jury pool. The prosecution called 26 witnesses to testify during the first three days of the trial. On day three of the trial, Tom's tape-recorded statement of confession was played in open court. The emotional impact of the graphic and detailed descriptions of the killings as told by the defendant, was evident on the faces of all who heard it. One of the first trial witnesses was 15-year-old Teresa Blevins, who testified for the state and reiterated her pre-trial hearing testimony about what happened before and after the crimes. In the morning after the murders, Teresa called a friend, Francis, as she described during her testimony. He had blood streaks from his wrist to his elbow on his right arm and side of it. I was intimidated to ask him any kind of question because he gave me the impression that he never liked to be asked questions and I was scared too. Frances, she told me that Tom was all over the news for killing some family. I told her that I would go to the police station and straighten it out and I hung up the phone and I said, Tom, Francis says you're all over the news for killing some family. And his reaction was like, really? Wow. Then he wanted to talk to her. 
He asked me to call Frances and he talked to her. But he didn't really say anything. He just said, yes, no, really, and hung up. She said, a family, some family, I didn't know. The state rested its case after three days of prosecution witness testimony. The defense opened its case on Monday, May 19, 1986. Key defense witness, psychiatrist Dr. Conroe, testified that Tom manifested, quote-unquote, borderline personality disorder with antisocial tendencies. As a result, Dr. Conroe testified Tom, quote, can slip into psychosis, while at other times appear to function more normally, end quote. However, consistent with his opinion in the report of his December 9, 1985 examination of Tom, the psychiatrist stated that he was unable to determine if Tom was able to appreciate the criminality of his behavior or to conform his conduct to the requirements of the law at the time of his crime. The following day, Tom's former girlfriend testified that she had undergone an abortion against his wishes and subsequently broke up with him after he returned from a short stint in the army. Quote, I was young. I realized I wasn't ready to spend my life with just one person. I guess he took that really hard." End quote. On the fourth day of defense witness testimony, Althoff testified for more than seven hours. Based on the psychological evaluation he had conducted one month earlier, Dr. Althoff concurred with Dr. Conroe's opinion regarding the diagnosis of borderline personality disorder with antisocial tendencies. He stated that when Tom killed his father, quote, this, in essence, opened Pandora's box, let out all the things in the darker side of his life." End quote. Althoff said that Tom's act of killing his father released five years of suppressed hatred. In response to this emotional release, Tom then assumed the role of father and proceeded to kill his mother. After killing his mother, Tom then assumed the maternal role of disciplinarian which resulted in the killing of his three siblings. Dr. Althoff concluded that although Tom was not in a psychotic state at the time of the murders, he was not mentally capable of appreciating the criminality of his actions at the time of the crime. He added that if Tom had not been apprehended by the police, he would have killed himself. On Friday, May 23rd, after five days of defense testimony, the defense rested without calling Tom Odell to testify on his own behalf. On Tuesday, May 27th, the state began and ended its rebuttal with the testimony of seven prosecution witnesses. Larry Johnson, a supervisor at the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services in Mount Vernon, had been the supervisor on the Odell family case. He testified that during the 30 months DCFS handled the case, quote, there was no substantiation of abuse of Tom Odell, end quote. Regarding Sean, Johnson said, quote, it was a physical abuse situation. There were two different perpetrators, both the parents and the brother. It was a situation in which Sean was abused over two different periods of time by the parents and one period of time by the brother that was substantiated. We felt like Sean was the scapegoat of the family, that he was the object of the abuse of the parents." End quote. Jerry L. Boyd, Ph.D., a clinical psychologist who had not actually examined Tom, also testified for the state. Dr. Boyd stated that the amount of marijuana and alcohol in Tom's system at the time of the crime would not have made him violent. He also stated that a person with borderline personality disorder could, quote-unquote, function less effectively under the influence of those drugs, but that it really depended on the person. 
the addition of angel dust to the mix, he admitted, could alter the user's perception of reality. Joe Baldwin testified that he had hired Tom. He described Tom as lazy and dishonest. Quote, when he was told to do things, he would just not do them. And at one point I confronted him and asked him, did you lie about this? And he said, yes, I lied. End quote. Dr. Jekyll, the last of 64 witnesses, testified for the state about his findings and opinions, based on the court-ordered psychiatric examination of Tom six months earlier. Jekyll reiterated his diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder and said that Tom's behavior was consistent with the diagnostic criteria of antisocial personality disorder, according to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders of the American Psychiatric Association. While he stated that he did not have evidence that Tom manifested all the characteristics of antisocial personality disorder, he clearly had evidence of more than three of the characteristics necessary to meet the criteria for the diagnosis. He cited the following behaviors as representative of antisocial personality disorder. A history of delinquency, persistent lying, repeated sexual intercourse in a casual relationship, repeated drunkenness or substance abuse, theft, vandalism, chronic violations of school or home rules, initiation of fights, and impulsivity. Jekyll countered the defense's claim that Tom had borderline personality disorder. I believe that the pattern of behavior, the antisocial personality disorder, may have had some cause by his abusive treatment and the family home situation, especially the sadistic treatment of his mother on Tom and also it appeared in another child, Sean, because I think that sadistic behavior has such a damaging effect on children and that in this family situation, mother was protected by the father and I believe that the homicidal impulses that Tom had can be attributed in part to the way he was treated by his mother. I believe that Tom Odell did not have a mental disease or defect that would cause him to not appreciate the wrongfulness of his crime, nor conform his conduct to the standards of the law. On Thursday, May 29th, after all the testimony was in, the jury deliberated less than two hours before delivering their verdict to the court. Thomas V. Odell was found guilty on five counts of murder in the first degree. The following day, Tom made his first statement in open court, waiving his right to a jury sentence. The die for sentencing had been cast. It was now clear that Tom's life lay singularly in the hands of Judge Garrison, who ruled that the case be transferred back to Jefferson County for sentencing on June 30th, 1986. Due to aggravating factors, including the killing of more than one person and the murder of a child under the age of 12, Tom was eligible to receive a death sentence. When I was found guilty, I had no real emotion. I wasn't really concerned about being found guilty. I was really pissed off at Stowe for leading me to believe I would walk out the door a free man. I had been led to believe I was going home so I was just waiting to go home 